Welcome to episode 16 of the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast, teaching teens and young adults important life skills and habits so they are better educated to deal with life and never have to say the phrase, I wish I knew that when I was an adult. Hello, I am Christian Edlita here again, the host of the Younger, Smarter, Better podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about time management, how to manage your time effectively, and what you should be focusing on and why time management is so important. Let's start off with what is time management. Time management is basically controlling your time and it's planning. It's mostly planning, set a plan out for what you're going to do with your time over the course of a week. Most of the time it's a week. Sometimes it could be a month over the course, no longer than a month for the most part. And what you're doing is you're putting what you truly value on this schedule. This is your what you truly value, what you want your life to look like over the course of this week and this month. And over the time of doing this, over the course of a year, that's what your year will look like, will be all these little times that you've sat down and said, this is what my week is going to look like. And it's very important that when you go through, you don't just say, well, here's what I know is going to happen. And then just leave a whole bunch of blank space. You don't want to just leave like Maybe you don't want to just leave the weekend blank or you don't want to leave like after school or after work blank and you don't want to leave before in the mornings blank. You just kind of want to just put down what you know is going to happen. You want to put down your ideas of what you want to happen, the goals you have, the the downtime. It's important, like some important deadlines, whatever you want to do to have fun that week, your interests and your hobbies. These are the things that you're putting on your calendar, spending time with your family, all this sort of stuff is important. It's important in your life. Whatever you want is important on your life, you should be putting on this calendar or the schedule so to make sure that it actually gets time on your schedule and on your plate because most of the time, uh, what it will end up happening, and this is what happened to me for quite a while, is that I'd have a lot of things that I wanted to do in the, over the course of a week, but I ended up never having time to do those things because there was a lot of other things that popped up. And this brings me to a point that I heard that was a really good quote. You prioritize other activities over what you choose not to do. We need to stop making those bad choices. I'll say that again so you can so you can hear it and I'll I'll try to slow it down so you can really understand what I'm saying. You prioritize other activities over what you choose not to do. Meaning that whenever you don't do something, you prioritize whatever you you're doing instead of that over what you're you're choosing not to do. And most of the times, whatever you're doing, what you're not doing is really the most important thing. It's either like going over to the gym, you prioritize watching Netflix over that or some something like that example, like spe- like just sitting around watching YouTube over spending time with your friends. These are the things that it's talking about when you say this quote, when you prioritize other activities over that. And that's a really big aspect is that's what time management helps with is being able to see this is what I want. And time management is kind of like a, here's what I want my week to look like. Here's the experiences and the feelings that I want to have at the end of this week that I can look back and say, I got this project done. 
or I did good on this test, or I got to spend time with my family, my friends, got to go out and do bowling or some, some activity. This is what I work towards my goals. Here's the amount of books that I read, X, Y, and Z, like all of this other sort of things that you can put onto this planner. It's giving it a schedule. It's making it time-bound. It's putting your goals into a viewable little close-up of here's what you can do. Here's the small steps you can work towards. We've talked about goal setting and how to stick to goals the past couple of weeks. So I wanted to kind of bring this in as well is that setting a time, managing your time helps you put those schedules and those goals into a simple thing that you can follow through with. And one of the things that I think happens a lot, especially with me, um, and a lot of other people that have a lot of things to do, and there's a lot of to-do lists and all these other things, but it's getting busy. Being busy isn't good. It's pretty bad. It's paying too much attention to the urgent things and not enough time to what matters and setting up things to prevent the urgent things from coming up. Really, in the optimal week, you shouldn't be having to deal with 100% busy. You shouldn't be busy all the time because that means that you're not spending enough time preparing for what's happening upcoming. That's what 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 matters now. And whenever you have these busy things that come up into your schedule like, oh, there's a test tomorrow or oh, there's this project due tomorrow that I haven't been working on, it's that is what you want to avoid. You want to avoid being busy. What you want to do is set out a, a plan, managing your time and your projects correctly. So say you have something like a test on Friday. You shouldn't be slacking off and not studying until Thursday because then you're now at Thursday. You're now suddenly, it's an, a very large, urgent task. You can't go and hang out with your friends on Thursday night because you've got this big test tomorrow and you've got to study. And if you don't, then you'll get bad grade and you fail the class and then there's all sorts of domino effect of all these other things. But what you gotta do is instead, you gotta set time aside to come up with a plan. You say, Monday, I'm gonna spend 15 minutes. I'm gonna go through, get an overview of what I'm doing and what I'm doing this course, you know, recap, all this other stuff. Tuesday, break it down a little bit further, start studying for like 15, 30 minutes. And you do that for the next couple of days. And then when Thursday pops around, you're not stressed about the test that's happening tomorrow. That's a big thing. You're not stressed about the urgent task. Second thing is you're prepared. You're prepared for that thing. You've been prepared for it all week. Third thing is, if your friends say, hey, you want to watch this movie tonight? You can say, sure, I only have to study for 15 to 30 minutes. I don't need to spend the entire night trying to rush through and study, which isn't all that effective, one. Two, probably not all that healthy either if you're staying up late to study. So there's a lot of other benefits that come from not being busy. Having a lot of free time is really important as well. Getting, you know, some some fun, getting some time to rest. These are really important things you need to be thinking about when you're making your schedule. Your schedule isn't just supposed to be so you can be productive 24-7 and getting all the things accomplished. It's also so that you can, you know, spend time to relax, have fun, enjoy your time. And setting that it's setting time aside to enjoy and relax is really important because not a lot of people do it. One. Two, it's important to have fun and relax. And you know, it's just something that I think it get it gets missed. So another thing I want to say is that setting boundaries for tasks helps you have more time. So say you have a project, right? Or, well, I think project's a little bit too big. How about something like studying, right? You can study for eight hours if you wanted to. 
or you could study for one hour. You could, you really could study for however much time. But what you need to do is set a boundary on it so that you have time for other activities. So say on Monday night, you're going to study for 30 to 45 minutes and you block that time off. That 30 to 45 minutes should be you studying. And on top of that, you shouldn't be spending the next hour and a half after that doing that same activity that you were doing for that time, unless you need to, which is where I bring up my second part. These The boundaries are really important, but what's really important to have in between, when you have two activities that are two boundaries, let's say in the weekend, you've got a three-hour task that you've got to do in the morning and another four-hour one you have to do in the afternoon. These are things that you can't miss. They're like robotics meetings. They're activities, clubs, group events, things that you have to do. If you put them right next to each other, and you have control over this, and if if you have control over this, and if they're right next to each other, there's no buffer time. If one of them runs late, like if the first activity takes too long or is running late and there's people that are still showing up and all this other sort of stuff that's happening, your thing that happens next gets pushed you, you'll be late, you get pushed back, it becomes more urgent. Again, there's more stress involved with it. What you need is buffer zones in between each of your blocked off times. So let's say that you have school. Once you get home from school on your schedule, there should be a little buffer time. This should be the time that you're unpacking your backpack, getting your idea out and what you want to do homework. Maybe watch one or two videos, but don't get stuck on there. That's just relaxing from getting back from school. And then after that set amount of buffer time is done, you start your homework and you do this for it. I, for me, I figured out that an hour and a half is about the time that I can get all my homework done. If I work on it and just do it straight, an hour and a half, that's all I need to get all my homework done. And then the, after that, I have a little buffer zone so that if my homework ends, if I end up getting more homework, I can do that for another 30 minutes or 60 minutes or however big that buffer zone is. And then I've got the next task. If it's working on the podcast or working on an upcoming assignment, something that needs to get done on top of that, that's kind of like reading, for example, exercising, all these other things that you can put on the schedule. And buffer zones in between really helps with the idea of if things run late and if there's not enough time. But what happens if, for say, you finish early. Great. You now have extra time available to you that you can either A, get a head start on the next activity, or B, relax and have some extra fun. If you work and get it done before the time zone is up, then that's great. You get some time to relax and de-stress, or you can get your work done and that you have assigned for the next thing, or you can start working on the next task and have more time afterwards to just chillax and relax. And I would suggest putting... I'd say hour, two hours is about, I have about an hour and a half every night where I play Xbox or I have fun with friends, read, something that's relaxing, something that I get to enjoy on my calendar that I can be like, I have this time scheduled off. I am not working during this time. I am not doing any extra work. I'm not working out or reading or something like that. And it's time for me to relax and de-stress, which is amazing. And it's very important that you schedule this time because if you don't, things pop up. And they do that all the time. Things will always pop up. If you think that you've got everything figured out, things will always pop up. And what's important to have is a flexible schedule that can work around these pop-ups. Things like buffer zones, setting boundaries, these are really important things that help popping up. But there's another thing that you can do that is also really important. Sometimes you need to say no. And by doing so, you're saying yes to what really matters in your life. So let's say something pops up that's like a mundane task that you don't really need to be at, but someone's like, hey, can you take on this extra shift for me? If 
you have the time available and you're like, I like this person, I can help them out, you can say yes. If you have something else that's scheduled there, like you're hanging out with your friends or you're hanging out with your family or you've got a project you're working for, say no. Don't take on the extra responsibility if you can't deal with it and you don't have it scheduled into your time. This is really important because things pop up, they always will, and you need to have a plan for when they pop up. And it's really important to schedule in pop-up times. So there's a lot of activities and things like over the week, you don't know if you're going to get a project that's due next Monday and or a test or quiz on next Monday or Tuesday that you've got to study the weekend for. That's why a lot of the times I schedule an extra block for school, random miscellaneous school activities that happen over the course of the weekend. I give that like an hour or so just so that in case something pops up, I'm ready for it. And if it's not, that's an extra hour to 30 minutes that I can just relax or chillax or work on something else. Now, we're going to also talk about something that's a little bit less known. I know I've mentioned this at least once or twice before. It's called the 2080 principle. Now, the 2080 principle in in short, so there's, um, I believe his name was Pablo, and he had a garden. And in this garden, there was a lot of different um, pea-bearing fruit, fruit, vegetables, sorry, pea-bearing vegetables, and he had a lot of these pea pods, and he realized that he was doing the numbers that only 20% of the plants were providing 80% of the peas in the pea pods. So what he did is you have to do is you have to figure that out because this is true for almost anything. Like, for example, here's another miscellaneous example that I have that really has stuck with me. I did YouTube for about five years now, and what I realized is that of all of my 100 or 200 YouTube videos that I've made, only like 5 to 10 count up for 99% of all the views on that YouTube channel. And that's it's not exactly going to be 20 and 80% all the time. So the 20% is what's producing 80% of your results. And the 80% is producing 20% of your results. So you've got to realize that 20% of your effort is creating 80% of your results. And what you have to do is you have to isolate that 20%. You have to figure out what is it that I'm working on that's actually producing results and actually getting stuff done. And then focus on that 20% and start cutting off the 80%. If it's like sitting around and like looking at emails or like some like mundane task that's not actually pushing towards getting things done and that 80% of time that you're kind of, it's not, it's exponentially worth less the amount of time that you spend on it when you start working on and you're only getting producing 20% of results. If you can focus on that 20% of effort that makes you the 80% of results, you will be much, much more productive and efficient, which is super important. And it also gives you a lot more time back because if you focus on those 20% things and you do that for every category, like if you spend the 20% of your time studying that you know that this activity actually helps you study and learn the resource you're going to learn so much more effectively and efficiently and spend so much less time on it imagine having to only spend like 30 minutes to 15 minutes to study versus spending three to four hours to study get the same grade that's what we're talking about we're talking about how effective your time is and that's something also important when it comes to scheduling and creating these schedules and time management as a whole now when we go over into the other ideas of time management, there's also a second part of it. Time management is just the plan. It's just the idea that you have set out. One, it's not always going to go that way. It almost never goes exactly how you have it scheduled out to be. Trust me, I've been doing this 
oh, I could say this. I've been doing this for years now. And it hasn't, I don't know if I've ever had one where it's like, this is gone exactly to plan or exactly to schedule. That's why you need the buffer zones and all these other things that you can just get the idea of this is extra just in case something pops up. But what's also important is that you have two things I would say that it takes to, you know, effectively use a schedule and time management is you need to know that motivation is like a mood. It, it's fleeting. It never stays consistent. So you must grow discipline to get things done. That is something that's really important. Discipline and going through and actually getting the time scheduled. So coming with a plan and then knowing that you have to get, you have to use discipline to get that plan done. Those two things. So that's something that I would like to talk about in the future is discipline and how to grow discipline and how to use it. Because it is something that you can grow. Not a pe- lot, not a lot of people know that. So I wanted to take a minute and talk about my journey through time mastery, as it is called. So when I first started looking into time mastery and all these things, I started reading books about it and I got really interested into this topic. So I started creating a schedule. I created uh, I created one schedule that I used to print out every week and every week on Sunday in the morning from 11 to around 12 to 1 o'clock, I have time blocked off and I still have this now. I always have this time blocked of it. It's a recurring thing that pops up in my calendar every Sunday from 11 to 1-ish. I spend that time to schedule out the next week. This is great. This is super important to have time for productivity, to get your ideas and your goals out on paper and schedule that time. So what I started doing is I just downloaded some like free online um, spreadsheet that had like the times of the day and then the day of the week and I had it nice neat filled out printed it out and then I went through and I went through multiple iterations I spent months and months and months fine-tuning where the lines were on this piece of paper to get it to the way I liked it and I ended up going through I ended up creating version 1 version 1. 1.3 1.4 1.4.1 I was insanely focused on making sure that this looked right. Most of the time, what I was trying to do is I was trying to get my goals on one side of the paper and my time management on the other side of the paper, but it ended up being too small. So I went through all these different iterations of this piece of paper that was going to be my time management. And I kept going and going and going. And eventually, I just figured out the best way to do it was just to have as small as possible on the top, days of the week as small as possible, the hours, and then so I have a big enough space to write down what I'm actually doing in that time. And what eventually I learned is that Google Calendars has an amazing setup system already for me. I switched over to that a little bit recently, and what I really enjoy about that system, after been using it for a month or so now, is that you can color code it, which is great, And what I do is I'll go through and I'll color code it and you can set blocks of times out. And that's another thing that I wanted to mention really quick. When you're setting out time and on your time schedule, you should be blocking off if you have a task that you need to work on, something like studying, working for a project or work, you should be setting out 60 to 90 minute of uninterrupted blocks. These is about as much time as your brain needs and can max out on a focus because after that amount of time, after about 90 minutes, you start to lose focus and you stop becoming productive and you need a break. So make sure that you take breaks after 60 to 90 minutes of working on a task and get up out of your chair, like stretch a little bit after like 50-ish minutes or so. And when you go through and I set up the calendar, 
to Google Calendar, which you can drag. You set a time that you want this task to take activity. You can drag it to be longer or smaller. I put it into the calendar. I color-coded it, and what I did is I ended up creating my tests. I had a nice bright red, all of my tests in the time that that period happens in the day. I have my school time blocked off, how much time I spent on homework, and then all the other activities. I have my reminder that pops up on Sundays to do time mastery. That's what it's called because you're going a master in the time arts, becoming a time master ninja man. That's the technical definition, and that's the technical title of it. Another thing I want to mention really quickly, you don't, when you're creating these 60 to 90 minute blocks, you don't want to be too confident on how much you can get done. When you look at your calendar, first thing and first mistake that I did all the time was I would look at the calendar and I'd say, I've got 168 hours in the week. I can get 160,000 things done in that time. And what happened is I ended up getting seven things done. Yeah, that's that's what happened. So what you need to do is you don't need to be overconfident. And there has been multiple studies done that would figure out that you pretty much overestimate or you what you do is you underestimate the amount of time a task takes because you think that at your max, you've been able to knock out homework assignments in three seconds. You just Google whatever and you've been able to do your studying in like two minutes and all this other sort of stuff. So you start under you start over confidently estimating how much time things are going to take you you start putting that in your schedule and then the this is where the time zone comes in and the buffer and the blocked off time zone really comes into play is because that helps you with that extra time in between so if you're too overconfident and you're like oh this task will only take me 60 minutes and then you put in a little 30 minute buffer after that and you go through and you're like crap that took me almost two hours. What's great is the buffer helped you out a little bit. And then on top of that, now you know for next time, this thing doesn't take me 60 minutes. It takes me two hours to three hours. So I need to block that out. So I would always do is put an extra, I'd say 1.5 to two times the amount of time that you think a task is going to take. And you should be focusing on the task. You don't want to be putting so much time that you're going to be end up like sitting around like twiddling your thumbs. But you want to have enough time where once you get to the end of that, you're not scared that, oh, no, I didn't put enough time in and I'm going to be running late on all these other things. And that's all I have for you on time management, on my journey of time management, all the things that I've learned over the course of the couple of years. I'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions or would like to reach us out, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, you can reach us at our email, which is younger, smarter, at better at gmail.com we also have a twitter and an instagram which is both of those have the at ysb today that is at ysb today and if you want to give a this podcast a review that would be greatly appreciated and if you'd also share this podcast with someone that you think needs time management and someone that needs to get a control of how they spend their time definitely definitely share this podcast with them and as always i'm your host christian alita and stay hungry for knowledge.